Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. I think that it's really important to open the space for connection because when our insecurities and our limiting beliefs are speaking loudly, we're unapproachable. And so I think when you're entering in a new community or a new space or you know, trying a workout for the first time or really doing anything in a space that is not familiar, you have to open the space for that connection to happen. It's not just going to come to you without you being approachable and giving off the energy that you're ready for that. And so I think for me, I absolutely connected to local businesses in the area that had been there for a while. I made connections, but I made sure that every single connection dove below that surface level. Opportunities don't happen. You create them. Chris Grosser. Hi, my peak performer. What a guan. How are you today? Welcome to episode 143 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Today's episode is with Jenna Irving as I'm going to be sharing so much about her that she's going to be sharing much about her business, what she's up to. As a pure bar owner and coach, Jenna leads with intuition, uses fear as a fuel to grow, and believes that failure is her greatest teacher. She feels the most alive and connected to her why when she's holding space for others to step into all that they are. Welcome, 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 Jenna. It's my pleasure to have you and I look forward to having our conversation surrounding what it means for you to have your own business and starting business and all of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Absolutely. So let's talk before we get into the meat of the matter, let's talk some Jamaican stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is your experience of Jamaica with Jamaica? Anything about Jamaica? Talk to me about Jamaica. 
I've only ever spent one day there. One day? Yes. Well, it was a cruise. So Jamaica (laughs) was one of our stops, but we had a really awesome tour guide and she taught us a lot about the Jamaican culture and kind of, you know, did, um, the tour was awesome. She had really great energy and we said, yeah, man, a lot. So it was (laughs) awesome. Um, it was a great, great experience. Okay, great. Um, just so you know, I hope that your vocabulary expands beyond Yemen, okay? not, but I would, I would definitely be open to expanding my vocabulary beyond that. <laughs> All right, so let me start. When somebody um gets on your nerve, just tell them, no bother me. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That I can absolutely use in my, in my world. <laughs> Leave me alone, no bother me. <laughs> anywho, anywho. All right, so let's talk about Pure Bar. Um, let's set the stage. What is Pure Bar, really? Yeah, so we are a ballet-based strength workout. So we use the ballet bar, but our workout is small isometric movement that is mostly done with just your body weight. We do have resistance bands and small weights that are used from time to time. But the goal of the workout is for your body to work in opposition so that your muscles actually work against each other to make you stronger. So it's very small ranges very isolated, and it's also extremely low impact. So it's great for all fitness levels, all ages, um, and it's just a really great way to work on your flexibility at the same time as you are strengthening your muscles. So, And we also double as a high-end retail boutique, so we carry clothes from multiple fitness brands and sell those as well. So it's two revenue streams underneath one roof, which is great from a business owner perspective. Pure Bar is a franchise. Now, I'd want to hear a little more about the whole Pure Bar as a franchise, not necessarily just your your ownership, but the, the franchise overall. Why did you decide to choose that as your business um, option? I'm in love with the technique. I struggled a lot with, I was a basketball player my whole life, but I always struggled with feeling insecure in myself and in how I show up. And I had an eating disorder in high school and I've been six foot one since sixth grade. So I've just had to navigate being a very early developer and not ever really feeling like I fit. And when I found the Pure Bar workout, I felt like I fit for the very first time. And so to me, it extends way beyond the workout. It's a place where you're accepted, you're encouraged, and you know that you're enough as you are. So the decision to get stronger is just a courageous one, and we hold the space to support you to step into that strength. And so what what the company stands for on a moral level drew me in way more um, than the workout itself. And then the technique is just incredible. I haven't ever found anything that makes my body feel as great as it does um, doing pure bar. So all of that combined is what made my decision to pursue this from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. So in fact, it's business for good. Yes. Right. And, you know, it's great that it aligns to what it is that you're looking for, knowing, Jenna, that you are enough. Because strangely, that is what many people struggle with. You know, the imposter syndrome, the am I am I really good enough for what it is that I want to pursue? Who am I to want to to go down that route? But yet you are able to find this this uh, company, this organization. And so you have your own franchise. What was that process like? in terms of acquiring a franchise for yourself? Yeah, so I applied to be a Pure Bar owner the first semester of my senior year of college. 
I did college in three years. So I was graduating a year early and I had been doing care bar for about a year at that point, And I had fallen in love with the technique in the community. So I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Both of my parents are business owners and I was raised with the mentality that I can do anything I set my mind to. And um, I was supported in the decision to move forward with that. So I became an approved owner while I was still in college and navigated the real estate and kind of the early stages of that while I was finishing school. And upon graduation, my studio so needed to, I hadn't signed a lease yet and I hadn't really found the right real estate to move forward on. So I moved to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina and spent some time here teaching while I was waiting for my business in Maryland to be ready to open. And I moved to Maryland the beginning of 2018 and opened my first studio there. And I owned that studio for 10 months of which I gave all of myself (laughs) to for that entire 10 months. I um, definitely worked through burnout and a lot of things in those early stages because I was young and hungry for um, all of it. And I was able to double my investment in that 10 month period. And I sold that location and actually purchased the one in Hilton Head Island to the beginning of this year. And that is the studio that I now own and run on a daily basis. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Now, franchising as a business, as a viable business option is what many, you know, I remember the first time I I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, two of the ways that he talked about making money and you know, earn growing wealth was through franchising and through real estates. So clearly the franchising model really, really does work. And I understand the value and the concept. You you pretty much have a business that is done, that is made for you. And it therefore now allows you to focus on the things like, you know, getting in your clients and so on. What has been that process like for you in terms of marketing the business, your arm of the business, getting clients and staying staying relevant and staying um, continue to provide things, services that people want? Yes, I market in a very unique way. I think even a little bit differently than the majority of the franchise base as a whole, um, because I'm very connected to my heart. I do this because it sets my spirit on fire, but I also really only know how to market from a storytelling perspective because I only want to sell you what I am offering if it is going to truly benefit you and what you need in your life. And so I connect with people as a person first, and then as a client second. And so my marketing strategy from the very beginning has been sharing my story, my experience with the technique, other clients' experiences, and basically painting a picture of what our community is like and inviting you into it instead of constantly posting about like what things cost or um, talking about packages and stuff like that. I tend to approach marketing from a sense of this is who we are and we would love to welcome you to our family if who we are connects with who you are. Mm-hmm. So is that, is you're, you're leading really from the core. I know that when Simon Sinek talks about, um, you know, the golden triangle and, and the why you do what you do is at the core, that appeals to persons more because for you, for example, you had your struggles growing up and having come in contact with, with a business a business model that allows you to feel like you are enough and and in fact you are enough so that model actually works yes yes all right so what has it been like for you so how how long have you been doing this jenna 
almost two years in total, about 10 months in my current location. 10 months in your current location, but almost two years. And, and over that time, we're talking that two years now, what are some of the learnings? For the, well, before I go to learnings, perhaps I need to start with what are some of the struggles that you have had since you started and how have you managed to overcome? What are some of the, the learnings from those? Yeah, definitely. I think that failure and struggle and all of those things are truly our greatest teacher. However, that was not the mindset I had in the beginning. I've learned so much from each one of my failures that I now feel like I approach my mindset um, about failure differently. But I think that the loudest struggle for me, I was 21 years old when I opened the doors to my first studio. It was in a town where I didn't know anyone. I had been there, you know, a handful of times. And so it was this space of trying to navigate so much change on a personal level at the same time that I was stepping into the career world for the first time. And not only that, but as the leader of this platform. And so I had to really get honest with myself about where my insecurities and my limiting beliefs were at. I had to heal those, um, pretty much publicly because I was opening a business and it, you know, those, your wellness is your business. So if you're not, if you're not approaching things from a healthy mindset and coming at it from that way, it can be really challenging for you to show up and cultivate the community that you are trying to cultivate. And so, you know, I realized quickly leading a platform of what is mostly women at Pier Bar that so many of the insecurities and the things that I felt were felt by a majority of the women that I was teaching. And so it became really important to me to model growth in that area. And so I really think that my insecurity around my age was the biggest struggle in the beginning. And it's been the greatest teacher moving forward that, you know, your wisdom is in your experience, not in how many years you've walked this earth. And so I think that 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 space has been both a challenge and an area of growth for me. And I think also just the navigating um, post-college life and also understanding that my my friendships and my relationships were going to shift as I entered into this new area of business ownership. Because when you're young, um, and I think always when you go into something that you're so passionate about, it's so easy to give all of yourself. And in the beginning stages of my business, I didn't allow any open space for my life. Like I really did not have that balance between work and life. And um, I think it's so vital to make sure that you have that because so often we feel like our work can't wait. And like, you know, we have to have everything done. And to be honest, as a business owner, you never go to sleep at night with everything done. It's like that, that isn't, that isn't reality. It can never happen. And so when you set goals that are unattainable, you end up being disappointed in yourself all of the time. And so I had to learn how to give myself grace on a whole new level and also recognize that, you know, building my business was absolutely important, but losing myself and burning out in the process uh, was not going to get me there any quicker. And so that lesson's a hard one. And it's almost one that you have to almost reach a place of burnout before you recognize where your boundaries need to be set and why they're essential. Mm, you've said so many good stuff right there. And you talked about <laughs> the, the relationship shift that were necessary, you know, you're getting yeah. somewhere. And it's not like those, I keep saying, you know, it's not like those persons um, are bad people necessarily, 
but the season that you're in, it's just, you know, you, you need different folks, different strokes, different folks to take you through that season. <laughs> so I, I, I get that. And I, you know, and I say, I say it all the time. Like when I have conversations here on the podcast, I, I say that you have to make that shift, right? Because not everybody, especially if you're tribe, the, the, the group that you're normally hanging out with, it's, it's, they're not entrepreneurial. They don't get it. You know, they don't get that mindset that you're now shifted in. But also you talked about giving yourself grace. And that is so important because so many times we're hard on ourselves. And, and again, you, you got to the point where you didn't want to lose yourself. You're saying all in finding, you know, the path to your business because so many of us and, I speak from experience when I tell you that I've gotten to the point of burnt out and now I'm learning the habit of respecting myself. You know, you never ever as an entrepreneur get that job done. You're always going to your bed knowing that there's something else to be done. But I've begun to respect myself a lot more, you know, Jeno, um, in terms of getting away from the phone and um, taking breaks and stuff. So I really appreciate you saying that and it needs to be said. Now, you also alluded to the fact that, you know, you, you, you didn't necessarily have, um, those prior connections. So how did it work for you? How do you start a business, you know, a franchise and just generally, how do you start a business when you have no previous connections? You're starting from ground zero. How does that work? You open your heart immediately. You know, I think that it's really important to open the space for connection because when, you know, our insecurities and our limiting limiting beliefs are speaking loudly, we're unapproachable. And so I think when you're entering in a new community or a new space or, you know, trying a workout for the first time or really doing anything in a space that is not familiar, you have to open the space for that connection to happen. It's not just going to come to you um, without you being approachable and giving off the energy that you're ready for that. And so I think for me, I absolutely connected to local businesses in the area that had been there for a while. I made connections, but I made sure that every single connection dove below that surface level. So it wasn't like, hi, how are you? It was like, I want to understand the mission of your business and I want to connect with you on a level that I can help your business grow and you can help my business grow and we can work together. And I still approach, I have much more connection in the area that I now own a studio in, but I still approach everything that same way as like, I don't look at anything like competition. I have a great relationship with our local gyms and all of the local businesses, because to me, there's enough space for everyone. There's enough success for everyone. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own little bubble that we're so afraid of competition and connection because we're afraid that it's going to take away from our success. And I just have always believed that we're stronger together. And so going into a community with that mindset and opening that space it was honestly a pretty natural process for my clientele to be built in Maryland. We hit our membership goal that I had set for the year in month two. Um, and it was really just me putting my heart and soul into what I was doing. I am not really a logistics person. I plan, I set goals, but um, I really truly lead from my heart. And I think that that helps people connect to me a little bit easier. Wow. So you're really leading from a position of abundance that there is enough for everyone in the space. And 
it kind of baffles me that you started out the way you did by saying, um, you know, growing up, you struggled with knowing that or thinking that you're not enough. But then there's a disconnect because here you are at this place <laughs> saying, you know, with this clearly, um, obviously that you have this mindset of there is enough, you know, for everybody is abundant. So it's like, okay, you know, clearly it was inside of you before you even realize that you are enough. And these, this kind of thinking would allow you to act the way you do. So you talked about, you went beyond the superficial level of hi, how are you? But give us a little more, um, insight into how do you really get to go beyond that superficial level? Because even, you know, when we think about networking events or just meeting people in general, there is this um, fear of really putting yourself out there to make others know you and to, you know, get and, and to know other people. Yes. I think that vulnerability ignites connection. And so mm. oftentimes if we are craving that connection, it's going to require our own vulnerability to come first. And so I tend to share from a very vulnerable place. I'm a writer. Uh, my writing invites you into my heart. And I just recently wrote a post site on dating, but um, it's also, you know, I feel like relevant with any conversation. Like I struggle to sit down and talk about the weather with you. It's like, <laughs> I, I want to know, I want to know what's in your heart. I want to know who you are. Um, I don't want to have a conversation that I could go to your LinkedIn profile and gather everything that we just talked about. It's like, I want, I want to go beneath that. And so I think in order to have those conversations, I have to model those. So I have to be mm. willing to offer up that much of myself because if not, then that's hypocritical, right? So it's like, I have to be willing to go to that space and invite you there with me um, rather than just expecting you to know that that's what I'm craving. And so I think that it's the same thing in in my business. It's like, I I know my clients, like I know who they are as people and I know, um, about their lives and their families. And it's like, I make that, that connection. And that is the most important thing to me. Like I, I care to know them and then sure the fact that they're my clients and paying every month and all of that stuff that keeps my business running, but that's not my why. Like my why is to have a space where they feel safe to feel strong and in their power. And in order to do that, I have to know them as people. And that's why I show up every day. I mean, the money is obviously, you know, what keeps the world spinning around. And I get that. But at the end of the day, that's not what gets you out of bed. And so allowing your why, your vulnerability, your mission to be what invites people into your space is going to continue propelling you forward in a way that the logistical stuff just really can't. You say a lot of things that, you know, I've, I've always believed and, and thought about. And so I'm happy to hear you share those, right? I talk a lot about vulnerability. I, you know, I mean, I write for the LeaderCast blog, um, blog, or I'm just, you know, in general talking about leadership. One of the things I talk about a lot is vulnerability. In fact, I was just sharing on television recently about that because it's very important that, you know, we share the parts of us that are not necessarily the most attractive and the parts of us that we don't, we don't just readily shout to the mountaintop, but we we share with those around us who share our spaces. And, you know, because of course, vulnerability will allow us to connect more with others. You couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. So uh, I want to ask you as we are close to, you know, the end of our conversation, Jeno, 
What is your guide to developing confidence when starting a business? What can you say to those who are listening right now to develop that confidence that they need to start a business? I think that we have all that we need, that the process is interesting that you do. And, you know, I tell my clients every day on a daily basis in class that, you know, when they're struggling to make it through their final 10 counts, the belief, the love, the intentionality that you have for every other person in your life that you love is completely unwavering. And so you have to dig deep and figure out what you need to have that exact same belief, that exact same love, that exact same intention with yourself. And I think that the world is so loud and so fast, and we have so many different voices coming at us because we have access to so much information at our fingertips that sitting in stillness is like impossible and self-care and all of that is becoming trendy on Instagram. But I think the real meaning of that is getting lost. And so sitting in silent space with yourself, that is how I make all of my business decisions. All of my relationship decisions is asking myself the questions that I'm struggling with because having mentors, getting outward help, all of that is so vital. But at the end of the day, your heart is what you have to honor. And intuitively, we always know what we need. So if you're walking, if you're walking a life right now that feels out of alignment, then sit in stillness with yourself and ask yourself what you need to feel like you're living in alignment again. Those answers are going to show up. And from there, it's having the courage to follow them and knowing that you have everything that you need to accomplish everything your heart's asking you for. I'm one that advocates so much for silence. Like I believe silence is golden. When you sit by yourself and you, you're able to just think, do nothing. It's hard. It's hard. First of all, let me just, let me just confess. It is hard to do. I mean, especially if you are as um, hyperactive as I am, you know, slowing down and stopping is not easy. But once you, once you allow yourself to do it, you know, you fight and you push through and allow yourself to do it. The result that happens as a result of that, you know, what happens as a result of that is, is just simply amazing. Yeah. You talked about the fact, Jenna, that you use you mm-hmm. use fear as a fuel to grow. Give us an instance in which you were fearful, but then you found that you pushed through and it helped your growth. I think I think fear is a part of my daily life. I think it's a healthy <laughs> I think I think fear should be a friend. I think it's a healthy reminder that you're chasing things that feel bigger than yourself because you're taking a leap into something, not knowing if you're going to be supported. And that is the most courageous thing that you can do is a leap into this life that you feel in your heart is right for you and hope that on the other side, you're caught. But regardless of whether or not you are caught on that other side, you're going to learn a ton about yourself in the process. And so I think that having a healthy amount of fear is your fuel to continue to fight for the things that your heart is asking you for. Um, and I think that just not allowing it to be what speaks the loudest because it's never going to be non-existent. And that's an unattainable goal to think that you're never going to be scared. Um, but I also think that when you allow your confidence in yourself and you take away the power from your insecurities, because they truly only have power if you give it to them, that then that fear is no longer this screeching sound that you can hear nothing else over. It's simply a partner that moves with you to tell you that you are so courageous and so strong and so capable. Share with us one of your your most fearful moments and and what, you know, have you pushed through that? I think that when I opened my Maryland studio, I had $400 in my bank account and I was terrified because I didn't know if clients were going to walk through the door. I was hopeful. um, And I believed in, 
you know, what I was creating, but there's no way to have certainty in that. And I was terrified because I have phenomenal parents and they will, they will catch me as many times as they need to. But, um, you know, when you have parents like that, the last thing you ever want to do is have to lean back into that. And so it was very important to me that I did this on my own because I had told them that I could and that I was ready. And so when you take that leap and you're in that messy middle of not knowing, uh, it's terrifying. And I was shaking. I mean, the whole, whole first month I was shaking and I was, you know, just totally in this space of unknown. And the way that I navigated that was just by continuing and by allowing my passion to so come through amidst the fear. And I think that's the magic because when you show up for your why, it's like everything's going to eventually work out, whether it's the way you expected it to or not. And so I think that was absolutely the most fearful time period of my life. And I was supported in that dream, but I think regardless of whether or not it was an incredible learning process for me to step into that space of not knowing whether or not I would be supported. Well, good for you. Good for you. And thank you so much, Jenna Irving, for sharing your heart with us. Thank you so much for having me. It has been wonderful to be here. Yes, it has been. It has been. I want our community to be able to get in touch with you to hear more from you. So go ahead and share how they may do so. Yes, definitely. I'm the most active on my Instagram and my website. Everything is linked there. So that's just at Jenna Urban, J-E-N-N-A-I-R-V-I-N. So yeah, I would love for y'all to keep in touch. And thank you, my peak performer, for tuning in to this episode with Jenna Irving. I really look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, of course, I'm inviting you to join a very select mastermind group to create a strategic advantage that will drive your business, improve your personal life, and have professional breakthroughs and business breakthroughs. This mastermind will move you from stock to unstock. So if you want to be part of this group, I ask that you visit HennekaWatchesPort.com and send me a WhatsApp message letting me know that you are interested. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? 